Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome to the OT's Get Paid podcast, season two, episode 17, where we discuss the year-end wrap-up, part two. You know what that means? That means there was a year-end wrap-up, part one, which was released last week. Please go and listen to season two, episode 16, before we dive into today's episode. In the previous episode, I go over where the company was at at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. I talked about the strategic objectives I covered in my strategic plan for 2021. And I covered the first two in detail, which is finances and new products. Today, we're going to be covering the other two strategic objectives I set and the mini goals there to see what I was able to achieve and whatnot. That is marketing and operations. And then I'm going to give some general reflections. I also want to remind you that I am going to be leading a masterclass. This is between the free episode, podcast episode I have, which is in the links on how to build your own strategic plan and the VIP day, which is a four-figure offer that I have where I work one-on-one with you to build the strategic plan for your company. This is in the middle, not price-wise, just kind of in the, you know, assistance and the amount of one-on-one help. This is a time for accountability. This is a time for learning from me. It's a time to get more in-depth prompts, ones that I use in the VIP day. It's a time for you to get access to other people that are building strategic plans and get your questions asked. This is a time you can block off on your calendar and get it done. This is for absolutely everybody with an OT business. If you are just starting out, if you are growing or scaling your business, or as we say here at OTs Get Paid, whether you are an underpaid 
therapist, whether you are a feast and famine business owner or a money to spare CEO. That's what we call the start growth and scale here at OTs Get Paid. If you've done a strategic plan before, if it's time for you to redo your strategic plan, this is for everybody. There's a link. It's $79. It's the first time I've done a masterclass. Yay. Come and join me. We will get this done. As I've discussed previously, it is a pillar of the OTs Get Paid framework. The OTs get paid framework to become a get paid peep. You need increased profit, increased clarity, and increased impact. And the number one piece of increased clarity is a strategic plan. Okay, so here we go. We're going to jump right into the last two strategic objectives that I made for my 2021 strategic plan is operations and marketing. So operations goals for the year were clear. It was to find a launch manager and a VA for the OT Entrepreneur Summit, both the online and the live. I wanted a social media manager to help with engagement and posts and really an operations manager. I'm going to start with number one and then go through. So we were easily able to find a launch manager and a VA for the OT Entrepreneur Summit online in May 2021. And it was good. Laura and I really liked having quite a bit of that off our plate because we had done everything in 2020. And we were hoping to do something of the same thing with the live event. And that did not happen in the same way because it was new again. So we had a lot of decisions that we needed to make. We had a bigger team. We had, you know, people that we hired to help with Kajabi. We had a VA. We had my ops manager at this point. We had three people on our events team. But it was really nice to get a launch manager for the online summit and a VA in May. I really wanted to begin to outsource some of the social media for Trish Williams Consulting. I don't love social media. I like it. And I am still playing around with it to see what benefit it brings with the ROI, the return on the investment is for my business, and to see what feels good and how OTs want to consume content for learning, how they want to, you know, what's the easiest way for them to access the learning that I'm putting out there, and also what is a way that OTs buy? How is it best for us to sell? So I looked for a social media manager, and I found that in one of our OTs, Krista Fram. And she and I worked really closely together. One thing that she found halfway through this experience was that she didn't love the 24-7 nature almost, although that's not true. But she didn't love that being on call for responding to messages, etc. She really liked the writing and the planning. And that's just more in alignment with her business. So what we did was we found another person who's just starting. So we'll, I'll tell you more about who that is later in doing that kind of social media piece. And Krista's really focusing now more on writing, on newsletters, on emails, etc. Now, I don't love having two people in that. I'm not sure if that's going to work for us, but I'm certainly willing to listen to Krista, who is like, you know, an important team member. She's a contractor, but obviously still incredibly important. And I just wanted to make her happy. So we'll see how that works out going forward. I was finally able to find 
an operations manager. Wow. I got really, really clear this summer with who I had to hire in the company and what it was called. And I'll talk a bit more about that in the reflections. If you've read Traction, you know that there are visionaries and integrators. And I can be an integrator. I can do the background stuff. I can do the detail stuff. But I don't love it. And as I've let go of more and more and more of it, I realize how much I don't love it and that my expertise and the expertise of a CEO really should be in the vision. I'm the only one that can be the visionary. And it allows me to double down more and more on the roles of the CEO in the company. There are lots and lots and lots of ops changes that happened in the background. There is far more automation and far more delegation. One of the things we chose to do was move away from Acuity to Dubsado for that automation and delegation. We used our scheduler. We hated it. And we wound up keeping both, but with a, you know, heavy hand in Dubsado. I hired a project manager at first at the very beginning of the year to build out Dubsado, which was great. And then once my operations manager came on, her name is Kate, Super Kate, she was able to dig deeper and realize that were some errors. And that's a really important thing to go away, move away from people that you hire on more of a project based, at least for me, because the company is still so small. And... I mean, maybe that's appropriate for something like the OT Entrepreneur Summit, but for Trish Williams Consulting, the best thing about having an operations manager and having Kate is that she now knows a lot of the content. She knows my voice. She knows our challenges. She sees feedback in all my email that comes in from clients. You know, she knows the business and it allows her to make decisions. She's now like, oh, this really resonates with OTs. Oh, this didn't. Oh, this sold well. This didn't etc, etc. So she really understands the business and she's able to then be independent to figure out what is important to Trish Williams Consulting. So Kate works as a contractor and she has been doing all the SOPs, all the standard operating procedures, all the documentation of those systems in the background and also is a very She's a daily contact for me in Slack, and she and I have an individual meeting every week where we really go over what's coming up, what's been behind us, and what are some of the problems we need to work on. And I really rely on Kate's expertise a lot. I'm now at the point where I can say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this masterclass, literally, for you know people at $79 and this and that. Can you make the tech happen? What else do we need? And she creates like a file for it in Trello, and then also gives us all the steps and writes up all the SOP. It's literally a dream come true. It's fantastic. I have to say I'm a little scared about being so beholden to Kate. I've talked to other OTs and I think I was talking to Laura just the other day and she said, you know, I need to know everything before I hand it off. And I don't. I really don't. Now, that puts me, I'm anticipating that Kate will not be with me for the next 20 years as I grow this company. And that's okay. I have enough supervision in place and there's enough documentation that I can bring somebody in. And also, you know, unless something tragic happens, she would help with offboarding and with, you know, hiring her replacement. There's enough documentation there that I wouldn't be totally, totally stuck. It's still a little worrisome. And yet it also allows me to sit in my strengths. One of the goals for Kate is to have her become an employee in the next year, and that allows me to have 
some more stability. It allows her to have more stability and she's really, really invested in the company. And as we, you know, as I'll be talking, 2021 was nobody's best year. Um, and I really wanted to get, you know, some more stability under the floor of the company before I brought her on as an employee. I have also learned from this in terms of ops that I really want to keep my team small. I knew this from having a clinic. I'm good, but I'm not great at managing a team. I'm actually the most extroverted introvert you'll ever meet. I'm a total team player. I thrive on working in a team. But at this point in my career, I don't love having to manage a team. And I really prefer to kind of put my head down and do my own thing. Having a team, though, does force me to plan ahead, which is really, really good, and I want to improve on that. So let's go back to two more goals in ops. Two more goals that I had for 2021 were having a quantitative and a qualitative way to obtain data for my services. Now, we don't have the quants yet, but we have the qualitative data as automatic surveys that are sent to Dubsado, and I have Kate who kind of makes sure that those come in, and if they're not that the follow-up exists automatically or I delegate that to her. We were on SurveyMonkey. Now that's embedded in Dubsado and we get almost 100% return on feedback. One of the interesting things I did on that survey was I added a section where I said, I really need you to give me something that I can work on. I, I think I literally say in the comments, I know this is uncomfortable, but please double down because I was getting so much like, this was amazing. I thought it was great. So I needed to make sure my questions were more specific, including what was the ROI that you got? Did you improve, you know, your, if I'm out here to help you get paid, are you getting paid more? Like some, you know, important questions and we'll include more data in that this year as well. But I really had to push people. And it's really interesting how people have answered. Some people are like, oh, yeah, this. And others are like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Or I had to really think about this. But I needed to put a lot of exclamation marks and arrows pointing to that question so that we could learn how to grow. I also should reflect that I also hit one of my three-year goals this year, which was making my business 100% mobile. Later in my reflections, I'm going to talk about that, why that is so important. Okay, the last strategic objective that was on my strategic plan was marketing. So my one-year goals were pretty robust. They included having a very clear marketing funnel. I didn't even really understand marketing funnel per se. And then I found one that I fell in love with from Rachel Cook. And she talks about attract, engage, nurture, invite, and delight. And I'm doing a podcast on this next month where I'm going to go into a lot of detail about that and how it can help you in your business. So in order to break this down into one-year goals, I included part of that attraction piece was to finally get the domain name settled and to build a website. Now, I had bought the domain names for OTs Get Paid and for Trish Williams Consulting, and I kept hammering back and forth on what to do. And finally, I got counsel from somebody that said, if you own TrishWilliams.com, you can do anything you want for the rest of your life with whatever brand you want. And I was like, okay, that's great. The problem was TrishWilliams.com was already taken. By the way, if you know TrishWilliams.com, <laughs> please have them reach out to me because I'd love to buy that domain name. TrishWilliamsConsulting.com was also taken. So I took TrishWilliamsConsulting.ca. Maybe I should have done .co. I see that more people are doing .co's. Anyways, I I like it. I don't love it. I, I might rebrand. I just 
made a decision, but boy, I literally just basically, you know, flipped a coin, heads or tails, because it wasn't trishwilliams.com. But the domain names have been bought. I still have OTs get paid. Don't fret. And the website was built. Oh my gosh. That was so exciting. Thank you so much, Jenny Gill, who helped so much with that website and to Super Kate who put it together. I also hired an expert in Kajabi who we had used for the OT Entrepreneur Summit, Joe Franklin. She's amazing. And I cannot tell you, this was an example of when Super Kate could run with the project. I literally was like, so, you know, Jenny and I spent a ton of time in development and talking about copy and going back and forth. And Jenny nailed it, by the way. We barely needed any second revisions. She just nailed it. I had also done a ton of work on what it would look like, but I came to it with a, you know, really ready to go. And Jenny just knocked the cover off the ball. And then it was so nice to hand it off to my integrator, my ops manager to say, okay, now go. So I had known Joe from the OT Entrepreneur Summit, and the three of them just ran with it. And I literally had a website. It was the most fabulous thing. I was like, can you give me an update on what's happening with the website now? And when Joe would ask me a question, I'd say, ask Kate. It was literally phenomenal. Okay. The other goal that I had was to teach and speak one to two times a year. That did happen. I was a speaker at the Rehab Tech Summit. I know that is happening again in 2022. Rahima and Lauren are I've seen their, you know, promotions for it already. Run, don't walk to the Rehab Tech Summit. I also spoke at OTAC in Colorado. And I really, really, really enjoyed that. I was able to put together slide decks. I was able to, I mean, did I get business from that? Yes, there were people that told me. Did I get leads? Sure, I actually got business as well. And yet the thing that I liked the most was I just, you know, I miss being a lecturer. I miss standing in front of a university crowd. I gave that up a couple of years ago. And this kind of satisfied that inner itch. I also loved getting really clear on my messaging and what are the things that I like to talk about and I like to focus on in my content and putting it in slideshows. So I haven't ever recycled those, although part of building a ton of content like I did over this year is piecing things out and repurposing. I haven't done that with those yet, but it, it they still exist. And it also allows me to get really clear on, you know, what I love to talk about the most. And it really did help when I eventually sat down and built the framework this summer for OTs Get Paid. I also had a goal of speaking on one podcast outside of OTs Get Paid or the OT world and speaking in the OT, OTs world. And that happened. I spoke on the Sales Maven podcast with Nikki Rausch. And also I was a speaker for Done in a Day with Jordan Gill conference. And I applied three times <laughs> and I finally got accepted. I literally wrote at the end of my third application, I'm going to keep applying every single year. So you might as well pick me now. Literally word for word. Didn't take no for an answer. And it was great. I also wanted to become an affiliate and I was and make some dollars from an affiliate program. And I did that through Jordan Gill. I made some low four figures for it. It was really straightforward. And it was so easy for me to sell something that I loved. She is the VIP day expert. I had consumed some of her content and taken one of her lower, I think I attended one of her lower end conferences a couple of years back when I was learning how to do a VIP day on my own. And it was just so easy to sell and I made money and I was speaking at it anyway. So that was a really good experience. 
I also started a podcast in February 2021, the one you're listening to right now. I have been floored by how well this podcast has been received. I am shocked how many people listen to this podcast on the day it drops. I just can't say enough about how much I have enjoyed doing this podcast. It's one of the highlights of the year for me. I feel as though from an attracting perspective, we have an amazing piece of pillar content. Everything stems from the podcast, all the, you know, extra coaching and the you know, newsletters and the emails we're going to send out, it all stems from this piece of pillar contest content. We were doing it twice a month. We went three times a month. And now for the most part, we're doing it four times a month because people love it. We, I think, you know what? I don't have the number in front of me. I think, oh, I don't know if I even set a podcast school because I wasn't sure, but we now have over almost 20,000 downloads and our year anniversary is coming up in February. So I'm pretty thrilled and happy and I'm mostly grateful that people seem to really love it. You know, in attraction, also, I should say that one of the things that, hey, it's Trish. Now that I've got your attention, I wanted to tell you about something that we are really excited about here at OTs Get Paid. This month, we are kicking off our formal, systemic, organized, planned, woohoo, referral program. With every referral of somebody that you bring to us that purchases one of our two signature programs, Road to 100K and 100K Club, we give you money. We're leaning into it. We're leaning into our brand and we're going to get you paid. At this point, we are offering $400 for people who refer someone who enrolls in our 100K Club mastermind and $250 for somebody that enrolls in our road to 100k program. But we're not stopping there. Your referred member will also get access to a bonus Q&A Zoom call every month that we are doing just for new referred members with our coaches. It's going to be Q&A, ask the coach anything. How are you going to do this? The best way to do this is to connect with us via email or through DMs. We're keeping it really simple for right now. And we're saying, hey, here's their deets. Do you want us to call them? Are they going to get in touch with us? And as long as you mention each other, we will connect you and let our system wheels spin and they will get their bonuses and you will get yours. And I want to remind you, we are a company with a mission. It is to bring more wealth to more female OT entrepreneurs because we know what women do with money. They use it to better their families and they use it to better their communities. So for every dollar that we generate here at OTs Get Paid every year, we give away 1% of our gross income to Dress for Success, which is a charity, an organization that's dedicated to empowering women towards financial independence. I hate to use the term win-win-win. Somebody has a better one. Please let me know. But we don't want you to keep those benefits to yourself anymore. We want your referral partner to win. We want you to win. And of course, we have a social agenda here at OTs Get Paid. What I've noticed is that it's it's hard to leverage the audiences of others. That's one key lesson to learn in attracting people to your company and your OT business is to leverage the business of others. And Laura and I certainly did that with each other's businesses. I get a lot of people that come into my business because they've heard of me through Laura's podcast and vice versa. And we also really 
created our own attraction piece, which is the OT Entrepreneur Summit. At the beginning of 2021, there were not a ton of OT businesses in our space to leverage. It was really, you know, Laura, Melissa, me, and a few other people that have really grown. And also everybody's getting more refined, I noticed, so that everybody's like getting an even more niched down. You can see that with Raina, you can see that with Carlin, you can see that with Rhiannon, you can see that with Melissa, Laura's shifting hers, and I'm getting really far more specific in terms of business coaching. And I knew, know Tamiko's doing the same thing. So, you know, I want to say that in the beginning of 2021, we were almost creating that attraction piece. So every time I would go to a coach or read something or talk to a group or whatever, they'd be like, oh, well, it's easy. Just hop on somebody else's train. Well, that's hard when the OT entrepreneur space is so new. And I would say that the OT Entrepreneur Summit really, really helped break that wide open. And I'm very, very proud of that for working as a, a piece to attract an audience to my business. Also in 2021, we had very clear email list, which has grown. I wanted it to grow to 500. It's way past that now. It's in the thousands. We did that through some great lead magnets, one of which was applying to the Facebook board. We do ask for your email and we hand off a lead magnet, which is the CEO weekly report. We have a strategic plan template, which I hope most of you have now in front of you or you have used it for yourself. And really, I wanted another pillar piece of lead magnet, and that became the OTs Get Paid quiz, which all stems from the OTs Get Paid framework. <laughs> and so those were two of the other things that I'm very proud of this year was taking, you know, building that framework and building a quiz to find out if you are in the start, grow, or scale phase of your business, and then what I can do to help you with that. Because that's what I really, really love to focus on the sweet spot of when people are, you know, moving from hustling to being really strategic in growing their business. That's when I had the most epiphany and that's what I that's where I really really love to work and it really allows me to hone in on those people that are in the very late startup and like growth phase and early scale. Again, I had tons of help on that quiz from Jenny Gill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The other thing I wanted to do was really get clear around my offers and the messaging around that. I'm going to talk a bit more about that in the reflection. That's constantly being updated, but I feel like just by putting out so much content and more offers that that was very, very helpful. I also introduced Get Paid Perks, which is bonus training in the OTs Get Paid Facebook group. It was to attract and engage people. It was really well received and it's a really great opportunity to repurpose some content, especially when you look at the podcast as the main theme. What else can I add? Where else have I spoken about X, Y, and Z? And we've played around with that format. We're going to continue to play around with it going forward. We try to do it weekly. We took a break over the holidays. I also just began at the kind of middle to the end of the year to use a template to plan all of this, to plan, attract, nurture, engage, etc. And so now I have a template where I set monthly goals. I get really clear on what we're either promoting or selling each month, what we're doing under each of those attract, nurture, invite, delight. And those include the stats on the podcast, the stats on the email list, on the emails and the lead magnets, and KPIs, who is responsible on the team for each of those metrics and improving communication with the team so that they know exactly, 
you know, what we're aiming for that month, how we did the following month, planning ahead each quarter. That's a biggie for this year for me. And really streamlining, like what's working, what's not working when it comes to marketing and what do we not need to do? Where is there very little ROI? So for example, I have found that selling in the OTs Get Paid Facebook group has not netted any ROI at all. I've never had anybody that's come out of the Facebook group that has said, oh, I'm DMing you because I want to buy what you're selling right now. Now, there has been people that have shown interest through like one-on-one monthly ongoing. People will reach out ongoing. But if I'm launching a certain thing like this masterclass that I just promoted or the group coaching, et cetera, we're not seeing like a ton of direct sales in a launch way from the OTs Get Paid Facebook group. That's just an example, and we'll just continue to monitor that. Okay, so the year going ahead, we are really going to be focusing on the nurture piece of marketing. We've done really, really well with Attract, really, really well. And I really want to focus on that nurture piece. I've signed up for a workshop with somebody that specializes in nurture marketing just to make sure we're really doing what we need to do. We have been attracting a lot of leads. Not all of them are quality. There's a lot of people out there that haven't even started a business that follow OTs get paid. I love that. Listen, learn. One day you're going to start a business and then we can help you. But that's not really my sweet spot and it's not really my zone of genius. So I want to make sure that part of also who we are attracting are people that have already sold something, that have an existing business and are somewhere beyond I'm thinking about starting. Because when it comes to selling, that's who we sell to. And if I don't sell anything, we don't have a real business. So that was the summary of marketing and operations. And now we're going to go through random reflections. <laughs> I've titled this piece before as we're summing things up. This is based on questions I get asked the most and things that have come to, you know, rise to the top. I also built this section by reviewing my weekly CEO reports. There is a link to where I have created a document that is a subjective narrative where I document weekly. You can link to your data, but it's also asking about wins, accomplishments, what projects have you done, what projects are you working on, who are the people that helped you, you know, are you living your word of the year, are you living your intention of the quarter, Etc. Etc. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's season one, episode sixteen, called "Date Your CEO Self." That's also number two, under the one of the three pillars, the pillar of clarity. We talk in the hundred K Club and in the OTs Get Framework about building a strategic plan and dating your CEO self. In fact, those are the first two lessons in the hundred K Club. Okay, it tells you how to use the document and it gets you that template. So I save one for every week and I go back and I see what really pops up. So these are pretty random. The first is people have often asked me, how did I find my operations manager? These are going to be kind of all over the place and we're just going to deal with the randomness of it. How did I know who to hire next? I really got some help in this with the coaching program that I'm going to talk more about in a bit. Operations, marketing, or financial should be one of your very first hires. And I already had a bookkeeper, and I already had people to help me with social media. And then it was really, I kept having a VA. I kept having a VA to execute, but I needed somebody that had far more independence and far more skill. And I really then realized through the help with coaching that I was buying, it was called an operations manager and what that you know, skill set looked like and how to find those people. So it was a massive, massive journey. I found Kate through a mutual 
group that we had both used. She was working somewhere else. I asked her if she could come on with me, and it was very fluid how she was able to move over, and I couldn't be happier. She's, like, the real deal, and she's officially my right hand, and she's, you know, really has incredible importance in this company because the company now couldn't run without Kate. I hired a recruiter to help me with that process, and that was an ROI that felt completely flat. I found this person through my group coaching. I, you know, was so excited to hire a recruiter. I spent $2,500 USD, and the person they found me was not even somebody that I was comfortable using after a while. And it just was not the skill set that I was asking for at all. And I felt, I felt as though it was really just checking boxes as opposed to, I'm going to find you your person, if that makes any sense. Upon reflection, is there other things that I could have done? Probably. It was a super busy time for me. It was outsourced. And yet I was just really disappointed with that. I've had discussions with you know, a friend on a walk about how I could have done it better and how I could have given the recruiter better feedback. And I owned the fact that I didn't give her any feedback and I just kind of marched along because I was too busy, which isn't very helpful. But that is money I felt like kind of got evaporated <laughs> into the world. And so be it. I, it certainly, it's an interesting lesson that I didn't find my person through a person that was supposed to do it. <laughs> okay, in terms of sales. I have sold things mostly for Trish Williams Consulting through discovery calls. So I'm happy to sell over social. There's a few people that are like, hey, how much do you charge? I should point them to the website. Hey, I'm really interested. Great. Here's the link to start. But most people want to have a a call to see what the fit is like. And I think we're doing a good enough job that we're getting a lot of that information into people's hands in an automatic way. I now have my prices up on my website because I feel like people come in with a better knowledge of what as opposed to being surprised. And that's actually increased our discovery calls. I think people were hesitating and a little scared. I still think there's people out there that might want to buy more automatically. And I think people are worried in a way about getting on a discovery call because they think it's going to be a hard sell and it's literally not. So my closing rate is almost at 80%. And I believe I know how to increase, one of the main reasons I can increase my close rates going forward is because it's part of that attraction piece I was talking about. We are still attracting a lot of people at the start phase and my prices do not sync with people in the start phase. So if you are in the growth phase, if you are a feast and famine business owner, you have more money to spend because you're making more money. And so, you know, paying for a $3,000 VIP day or, you know, close to like a $1,000 monthly coaching or, you know, I don't know what the new price is going to be for outside of the founder's fee for the 100K club, but it'll be four figures. That makes more sense. That makes a lot less sense if you want to coach and you're like, sure, for $1,000 a month, you get this, this, and this. And they're like, well, I don't even have a business. So the prices don't sync up. So there are quite a few people that are in the start phase. It's not that they haven't started a business yet, because again, that's not my area of expertise. I have coached people like that. It's just not my, I can't bring the best return to those people. If you have already sold something and you're still in the start phase, like let's say you're making under one grand a month or two grand a month, anything kind of above that, I feel like is really, I have the skills to be able to really help you get paid. 
So I need something that's a lower price and higher volume, right? That just makes sense. So one-to-one, my one-to-one prices will continue to go up, but I also want to make sure that I have some things that are out there for the people that are in, you know, the underpaid therapist place. And so I'm going to be playing around with that. I'm also going to be playing around with that because I am decreasing and have decreased my one-on-one clients to work on scaling myself. Also, I continue to learn how OTs like to buy, right? There's a ton of data out there that says anything under $3,000, people don't need a one-on-one call to buy. I don't know if OTs are there yet, and I think it might take longer. I always bet on OTs. I'm not sure that would fly, but maybe by the end of next year, I will have helped OTs enough to realize that they can comfortably buy something under three grand with a push of a button. So we'll see. Okay, so I talked about coaching before, and I have been a member of the Visionaries on Fire with Melissa LaPointe. I cannot recommend her enough for any online business development. She is amazing, and she has helped me for, I think she helped me for about two years, maybe a year and a half. I knew I wanted to do something outside of the OT bubble because I felt like I needed to really understand what was happening in the quote-unquote real world and how to interpret that and what would really fly for OTs. So I spent, I bought, I looked at a million different coaching programs and I finally bought coaching with Rachel Rogers. She has a group called The Club, which has great content. I think it's 300 USD a month. It's a membership essentially. And I bought her group coaching program, which was 10K USD for six months. And I just absolutely loved it. I loved the fact it was female-led. I loved the fact that she was a woman of color, had created safe spaces for, you know, people who identify as female, who are, you know, marginalized in terms of their gender or their sexuality. And this was the place for them. And I always felt as though I had nothing to complain about if Rachel Rogers' big mission is to turn Black women into millionaires. Like, And to be the minority and to be surrounded by people who, according to the data, shouldn't be succeeding, like as a, you know, hetero-identified white woman, I should have had way more success than them. And so again, it was just like, it was, I was still a participant, don't get me wrong, but it was a lot more watching and being inspired and learning. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I thought, well, if women that aren't supposed to succeed on paper can succeed, then OTs can do anything. And I hate to compare, and I don't mean that. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I think you understand the intention of where I'm coming from, that, you know, OTs can do anything if that particular demographic can far exceed us. Another thing that I learned this year is that branding isn't fluffy. Oh my goodness, did I learn that branding isn't fluffy. Branding is so much more than we think it is. Branding is not a logo. Branding is not your colors. Holy moly. Branding is working on mission, values, and frameworks. And listen, I have done that work. I have read me some Donald Miller. I have done the story brand book quite a few times. And there was something about it working on this time with the Rachel Rogers coaching group that blew my mind way open. As I said, it totally helped us get our website up. We built a killer lead magnet. My company with Jenny, which is the quiz, which delivers like so much value. It's built on the framework. And it just blew me away how that just made everything gel this year. We also added a social justice piece. You cannot be a company in 2021 without a social justice agenda. It is not right. 
it is just fundamentally not right. And also, younger buyers are not going to buy your stuff unless it has a social justice agenda. We chose to double down on our mission, and I know that some of you have heard this. So we're not just about helping OTs get paid, but really we're about addressing the pay inequity in female and female-identified traditional entrepreneurial spaces because women make less and they do more with their money. And so it really was helping elevate really female entrepreneurs because we know they give more of their money away, they support their community with their money and their families, etc. I always say, you do you, boo, like go buy those shoes. But I know what you're probably going to do with it is send your kids to camp, take a family trip, donate to your community, your church, send your kids to private school, you know, get them the cello they want. Like these are the things that are, and, and also giving more back into your own company. I see that happening more and more and more and more. So it really became about that. And we chose to a charity, Dress for Success, where we donate a percentage of our gross every single year. So again, making that social justice piece really blew the lid off of what I was really doing with OTs Get Paid. Part of that is also looking into social media. I have found that, as I've said before, I don't love it. I have to figure out what to do with social media and where it fits in our world and where it fits in the OTs get paid and Trish Williams consulting world. And I'm constantly kind of tweaking that to see what is the best. I know that you're going to hear a running theme, which is simpler is better, simpler is better. And what is one of those levers that I really need to pull to be a money-making machine? And what part of that lever is social media? So the OT Entrepreneur Summit Online and OT Entrepreneur Summit Live really did take up the majority of my time this year. And I've talked about it in other podcasts, et cetera, but this was the biggest fail. Looking back, there was very, very, very little financial reward, in fact, almost none, and debt. So that's really no fun. It's also okay. There were lessons that were learned. I listened very, very carefully to the people that I serve, the OTs, and what they want. And essentially, it became the world's most expensive lead magnet. (laughs) I can now put a lot of faces to a lot of names. Um, and I think people really understand part of the values in my brand, which is like we walk alongside, right? We are building as you build. And I'm very, very, very proud for trying. That will that will forever stay with me. I also want to double down and say, you know, one of the characteristics of being more in the startup phase and the early growth phase is doing too much, having too many offers, being too out there. And Laura and I first came up with this idea of the OG Entrepreneur Summit at the end of 2019. Now, from leveraging another person's audience, great, really smart. We have essentially created a second business, although it's never been a business, it's just been a brand. It was supposed to be an event, it turned into a brand, and we knew we didn't want it to become a business. But really, without the legal paperwork, to say that we are incorporated together, it has been. And neither Laura and I wanted that. So that's a mistake that a lot of people make in that late start, early grow phase. And it's a mistake that we made. So being too busy as opposed to really simplifying. And I don't regret any of that time. Laura and I sit in a really different place at the end of 2021. Laura deciding she's going all in on nature-based therapists, not just OTs. And I'm going all in on people that have an existing business and helping them get paid. 
and really even putting some dollar values around that, like, you know, $15,000 plus a year is where I can really help you. And the first group that I launched was the 100K Club, meaning you're grossing 100K and I want to put 100K net in your pocket, which is about 250 gross a year or more. I would like to say that Laura and I are still committed to rolling out the OT CEO Mastermind. We are going to be doing it a little bit differently. Laura is actually going to be focusing on her nature people and bringing them to Costa Rica. And I'm going to be focusing on the OT community of business owners and bringing them to Costa Rica. We have, we're going to be doing that in November. The contract is signed. We have rooms to fill and a vision to implement. And I want you to stay tuned for that. I do want to talk a bit about my business being 100% mobile. And that's been important to me because I have a family who is changing demographics. I have a 20, almost 21-year-old son who lives in Vancouver and is doing his own thing. And my daughter uh, is seven, well, almost 18 as the time this podcast goes out and she will be graduating from high school. So all of a sudden I find myself home with two kids gone. And I really wanted to be able to dream about my future. If I'm going to stay here in Calgary, if I'm going to live at a cottage in Ontario, if I'm going to move to Toronto, if I'm going to go and live in the south of France like I wanted to last year for three months as a sabbatical, if I want to, I don't know, I don't know. If my daughter goes to school on the East Coast, maybe I'll go hang out in the East Coast for a couple of months. I am not sure. And to be 100% mobile really allows me to dream. My word for last year was fulfillment. And it meant, am I really doing the things that fill my bucket? And it did until it didn't. <laughs> With the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live, that was really hard. Neither Laura nor I loved that work. We loved being with everybody. Trust me, that payoff was, talk about an ROI, like just seeing everybody blew my socks off. I didn't love the work that led up to that. And so... I would say I lived that out mostly. My word of the year this year is kindness. And it's kind of a lame word, but it came to me when I was doing a yoga end of the year retreat and like a couple hours of retreat. And it really speaks to being kind to me. I'm actually a very kind person, but I'm not all that kind to myself. At first I had, I choose me. That's a little too want-want for me. So kindness, self-kindness, really. And I have feel that already. I feel that in that simplicity that I'm trying for, I am beginning to move into that space. I also think there, I, I absolutely had to because the blowback to my health and my functioning after COVID and after the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live, I had nothing left to give. So the only way I could move forward after being under the covers for a long time was being kind to myself. I've also added intentions every quarter. And the first quarter of 2022, my intention is ease. As I said, my plan is to host the strategic planning, as an example, the, the uh, master class, which I've never done before. And I was only going to go ahead and do it if it felt easy. Because 2021 was not easy. <laughs> 2021 was really, really hard. Things fell out of alignment. And 
you know, that plus COVID. Like what I'm seeing at the end of 2021 in social media was that, you know, small steps make great gains and everybody, I don't see a lot of people coming out of the gate with like, I'm going to crush it this year. And if you're marketing that way, I think you're doing it wrong. I see a lot of people saying like, I'm going to go for like some kind of basic productivity. And I feel that way a hundred percent. We're still going to grow, but I'm not going to try to kill it. And I am not going to kill myself to do it. I have been in big time burnout. I was already in burnout before the summit and that just pushed me over the edge. I think really understanding how COVID impacts you as a person um, and how all of us are kind of languishing, some having, you know, some real challenges. I I think that's ease is just a good business word, but I also think it really captures the moment. Second quarter is simplicity. I am quite easily distracted by shiny things and I do not have adult diagnosed ADHD. I don't have ADHD in any way, but I get excited about what I do for a living and that's easily distracted by shiny things. So for example, you know, the OT Entrepreneur Summit would be a shiny thing now. I'd have to really think about how this fits with my brand. Three years ago, it was like a shiny thing that I was super excited to do. Laura and I aren't sure how it all fits. We'll figure that out. But I am double downing on my signature offer, which is groups to help people grow their business. We've got the 100K Club, which again, I talked about and I haven't talked about this yet. And I'll talk about it again later in Q3, the road to 100K you know, we'll relaunch the 100K Club in Q3 and the road to 100K is coming up for people who have, you know, made probably 15K all the way up to almost 100. And of course, we've got this OTCEO mastermind for people who are at a higher level. I want to talk about how hard it has been to be a single parent in this year. I don't talk a lot about how hard it is because... I don't need anybody to take pity on me and I don't play the victim card. I do talk about being a single parent, but it has been brutal. It has been absolutely brutal in COVID. My kids are both struggling because of COVID with their mental health, one in particular, and I truly lay awake at night worrying. I'm not sleeping often until 4 a.m., I've been, you know, mucking around with CBD oil and glucose and sleeping pills and yoga and all of it I've tried. And for me, that has come up as freeze. And my team has been really gracious seeing when I'm really in freeze or when I'm in mini freeze. (laughs) I also, you know, am 51 and a half and, you know, went through full menopause in 2021. My body has gotten really weak. And I have also gained about 40 or 50 pounds. I'm eating kale. I'm eating all the great foods we used to eat because, you know, we eat whole foods. I know how to eat. And I'm gaining weight, which has not been fun at all. And that freeze has also, plus, you know, you're not supposed to go outside in Canada because you're going to be catch this deadly virus. And all of these things have really frozen me to being inside and on the couch and at a desk, whereas before I was at the clinic and I was driving and I was moving my body a lot. And I know people are like, well, just go to yoga. And I and I have been unfreezing at times, but I found it really, really, really hard. And so, you know, that translates into not being able to show up as my best self. So for example, I'm usually a super planner. It's one of my strengths. And 
now I need to have grace (laughs) and being simple and ease and being kind to myself to just have a solid general plan and change it as needed with some pretty modest financial goals. So for example, next year, we're going to aim instead of 250 this year for 300,000 next year. And, you know, that's not a killer jump. I'd love to jump to 500 next year and see how it goes. It's pretty modest and it's kind of the same, but I'm also trying to do less. For example, when I wrote the outline for these two year-end episodes, I did it in my house coat, on the couch, under a blanket, with a fire next to me. I slept in and I couldn't have pushed myself harder than that. I also had no time off. One of the measures we use here at OT's Get Paid, and it's in our quiz, is are you able to give yourself at least four weeks off every year? And I did not. I have I did when my kids were little. This summer, we were planning to go to our cottage in Ontario. We didn't because of COVID. We made local plans in BC to go to spend two weeks in the Okanagan. That was thwarted by wildfires. I continued to work. We were planning on taking, you know, two full weeks off over December and also going to the mountains. We didn't because COVID just exploded and I had a family member get COVID, so I didn't want to leave. And I didn't really have any vacation, if that makes sense. We call them holidays here in Canada. I didn't really have a holiday. I was just really in freeze again over Christmas. And I think by having no true time off in the summer and no holiday, other than just being under a blanket and doing puzzles and just basically staring at windows. It was all like minus 40 here. It was really dismal. <laughs> Sorry. Wah, wah. I should be like doing a trigger warning before I talk about our, our Christmas holiday here, our winter break. Um, but next year, I really am going to take one month off in the summer. I'm not sure what my my children should probably not be around for the summer. My daughter's planning on working at camp and my son will be in school throughout the summer in Vancouver next year. So... You know, I'm planning and I have the team now to be able to do that. And by shifting from more one-on-one to more leveraged offers, I'm able to kind of deal with the inflow of business and know that I can take some time off. I did take two little mini trips this year. I went quickly to surprise my sister in Toronto. I have never done that. I got the help of her husband and I just literally showed up at the front door and she just said, I've always wanted someone to surprise me. And then I took her to a hotel for a day or two. And then we went up to the cottage for a day or two. And that was great. I also took myself to a little cabin in the woods in the summer for like, well, it was actually September uh, for two days. And that was really to do like Q3 CEO retreat. And I want to make sure I continue to do those. I usually do a big one in the summer, which is technically my year end, but I want to do one each quarter with a bigger one at year end because it's just so valuable. Again, these really have been thwarted by COVID. Like we, I could have gone to a hotel here. Next time I will push it, but we've really had a lot of lockdown here. So that's been tough. So I hope by going over your strategic plan, you can see that we can accomplish so much in a year. And I want to just talk about, you know, at the middle of the pillar of OTs get paid is getting paid, right? Like I want you to be a get paid peep. But what we don't talk about is that I don't want it to be hard. I don't want you to be spending too much time and I don't want it to be too hard. And that's where I didn't 
practice what I preached this year, which is it was just way too hard. One point in Q3, I was, you know, in the middle of negotiating the sale of Spring OT completely, you know, up to my eyeballs with the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live and running Trish Williams Consulting. And I, I mean, I worked 24-7 and it wasn't healthy. And I want you to be able to increase your profit and get yourself paid without working that hard and without working that many hours. So that's a big goal for me, obviously. All right. I hope that you found this to be beneficial. If you have any questions, please jump in the OTs Get Paid Facebook group and ask away. I will be in there for some Get Paid Perks time to ask and to get any of your questions answered. I hope you are loving this podcast. I'm going to ask you to please leave a review if you've enjoyed what you heard. It really helps people find us, remember, attraction marketing. And it really will then, you know, get other people the help that you're getting from this podcast. I'd also encourage you to please share episodes with people if you like them. We are going to get back to reading reviews on the air. In fact, that's going to start in February because it's the year anniversary of our podcast. And we're going to have a contest. And I'm always trying to strive for consistency. So we're going to be doubling down. So I would love it if you could please leave a review. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you soon. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.